reignite your passion for God and for his work. Listen to Bishop Edwin Morgan Ogo, the resident pastor of the Lighthouse Chapel International Adenta Branch, as he comes your way on this podcast with the creative force of God's word. Bishop Ogo also pastors the Flaming Fire Service, a vibrant youth service filled with energetic young people who are ablaze for the Lord. He is also the evangelist of the Greater Love Roadshow, a unique outreach program that ministers the soul-saving love of Jesus Christ to a hurting world through music, dance, and the life-giving word of God. Now listen to Bishop Edwin Ogo. Trust in you, my heart 
will trust in you. My heart will trust in you. My heart, my heart will trust in you. My heart will trust in you. My heart, my heart will trust. That is exactly what I'm preaching about tonight. Though I walk through dark valleys, though I face situations that are not favorable, my heart will trust in you. Clap your hands for Jesus. Shall we pray? Father, we thank you for the honor, the privilege to be found in your presence. We ask that you speak to us. Let your word come to us mightily and powerfully. Cause our lives to be turned around. Cause our lives to be engaged in divine matters. Thank you for what this evening service will do to us and what dimensions are going to be added to our lives because of tonight. We thank you, Father. In Jesus' name, amen. You may please be seated. What a blessing. I welcome you to church tonight. David said, a day in your courts is far better than a thousand with the wicked. So I'm happy you've come to spend an evening in the presence of the Lord. You have gained 30 more years. You have added more 30 more years to your life. In Jesus' name. It's been quite a while, come to think of it, since I preached here on Tuesday, 18th April. Wow, May, and then we are in June because of the Crusades and uh, other engagements. But it's a pleasure, it's a joy. One of my best services as a Christian is weekday services. There's a, there's a presence there, there's an atmosphere in church on weekdays that you don't find on Sunday, you don't find in a convention. It's, it's more stable and solid. Anyway, tonight, the last time I was here teaching in the evening on Tuesday, I think I began to share and to teach on the subject I titled Establishment. 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 And tonight, I have the green lights from the Lord 
to continue sharing on this subject. And uh, I feel it's a very, 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 very important subject to be established, to, to learn about establishment and for you yourself to be established. Amen. And uh, I think I gave you some meanings of um, the word establish. And uh, I'll just give you one or two to help us to understand what we are talking about. To, to, to establish, you know, that word establish has many uh, meanings. You know, there are many meanings. Some, even when you, when you start something or you found something, another word is you establish it. Uh-huh. But that's not what I'm talking about. The establishment I'm talking about this evening is, is a word which means to settle in a position. To settle in a position. I mean, like, you are placed somewhere and you settle there. To settle in a position or a place or a business. When we say business, we don't mean iron rods or cement business, but any activity to, to, to settle in it. So you are, you are even, even in church, church, just being in church is a business. I mean, you, 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 you busy yourself coming to church. You busy yourself attending church meetings. So, so to, to be settled, it's very important to be settled. Just, just to remain in a position. Just be there. Just be there. Just be there. Because you will discover that there are people who can't be there. They can't remain in a position. They can't remain in a place. To establish also means that is the, the strand I am talking about. The, 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 the thoughts. What I'm, I'm talking about as establishment means to bring about permanently. You see, it, it, it suggests permanence. Permanence. Not here a little, there a little, whatever. Because you will discover that it is not everybody who can be permanent. I've not read any verse. I'm about to read a verse. I'm just telling you what I'm talking about so that you, we all are on the same page. So it means to settle in a position, to settle in a place, you know, to, to, to bring about permanently. Yes. And... Um, to, um, to cause something to be accepted. So, this evening, I'm talking about establishment. To be permanent in a place. How to remain 
Because you will discover that one of the signs that somebody is cursed is not that the person walks about naked or goes through town speaking gibberish. One way to know that somebody has a problem spiritually is that the person cannot remain established. The person cannot be in one place moving around. It's not a, it's, it, 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 it's a, it's a bad, it, it, it's an omen. It's an omen. In Genesis chapter 4 and verse 12, after this guy killed his brother, the punishment that was given him for killing his brother, this guy called Cain, was that he said, When thou tillest the ground, it shall not henceforth yield unto thee her strength. Because the ground we are standing on has got strength in it. There's power in the soil. It is that power that causes coconuts to come up. That causes cassava to come. You put a seed into the soil and the seed becomes a tree. There's power inside the ground. But in your, in your specific case, the ground will not yield its power to you. That is the very place where people make investments and get something from as for you, when you put something there, it will be as if you put nothing there. And that was a curse that was placed on Cain for killing his brother. That's one curse. Which is not what I'm talking about. The other curse is this one. A fugitive. A fugitive. And a vagabond shall thou be in the earth, on the earth, in life. A fugitive. The Latin for this word is fugare. That is running away from a point somebody who is running away it's like it's always like if if this is the center of your life if this spot is the is the place where life is money is blessings are marriage is um, anointing is friends are family everything job favor everything there is some there are some people what they do is that they are constantly running away from. Figure. Watch out. When you find yourself moving away from a place of blessing for your life. It's a case. Everybody has hit center. 
everyone has got a place or a person or an activity or a business or something from which your life derives its essence. Now, when there is a curse on you, your decisions move you away from a fugitive. Another word I can use to describe a fugitive currently is this political word. I'm trying to remember it. It will come in 20 seconds. It's It's a political, this type of politics. Asylum. See, people who seek asylum, like I heard about a brother who has left Ghana and is living in another country, you know, and uh, was doing some business and some issues came up and all that, you know. So he, he, he ran away. He's a Ghanaian. His life is here. Everything is here. Uh, but he, 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 he ran away from the center, from the place of his blessing. So sometimes some people are in America and they are on a self-imposed asylum. It's like he's living there as if somebody is chasing him. But nobody is also chasing him. He just prefers to be clean dead bodies and scrubbing the floor and so, than to be in Ghana as a farmer. So, so listen carefully. It's a short message I'm teaching you. As you live your life, my prayer and my desire for you is that you will know you will know. Because it is part of the curse complex not to know. You should know the person who is a source of life for you. You should know the place. Like David, he knew the place. He was in a palace. He had a golden throne. He had servants. But he said, I was glad when they said to me, let us go to the house of the Lord. A day in the church is better than a thousand in town. You should know, as you live your life, don't play ignorant. No, no. The people who give you life, know the place, the places that give you life. Know the relationships that give you life. Now, when you discover it, do not move away from it. Don't be a fugitive. It's like always running away from the place of a blessing. It means there's something spiritual that has taken over your destiny. And not only will I be tempted to be a fugitive, you will also be tempted. Like, like, like this evening, I sent a text message to somebody. And I've been struggling for weeks to send that message about the subject. I feel it's not appropriate or to, to, to send or not to send. To, you know, and, and this is a very, very important person to me. Whose input into my decisions and my, in my, and my activities will make a difference. But somehow, I just... I don't know. You see, I'm saying that I'm not the only one. Who, somehow, I, I, I had this, this, like, unwillingness to even approach the person about this particular matter for the person's input. Wow. 
So, so you can have someone who will have something to say about your marriage, about your business, about your ministry, but the, I think it is part of the curse under the sun that, that we, we will be reluctant to go to the people who make input into our lives, the inputs that change our destiny. We are constantly moving away from, away from. When I, when I eventually settled down and sent the text, I, I, I feel free in my spirit. Because I'm, I'm about to get an input. You also need an input. Maybe yours is not ministry. Yours is marriage. Or yours may be business. Yours may be whatever. But see, there is a curse that makes all of us not want to go near the place of blessing, the person of blessing, the situation of blessing, but rather to move away, away, a fugitive. That is why I'm praying in my heart for you right now. Because when you stand up, stand up, you see. You see a lot of people here. A lot of people, pastors and all these things. There's only one or two people who matter to your destiny. Yes. Not everybody is important. From the back, everywhere. Not a, you, you should know. Paul said, you, though you have a thousand, ten thousand instructors, you don't have many fathers. Not many, but maybe one, two, three people who are fathering you. One, two, three, four, three, two, three, one, two. Now, you owe it. It's a responsibility. You should know the places. The place where it's like, when you go there, you feel happy. The place where life comes from, into your business into your marriage, into your personal life. You must know the place. The place. Now, when you find the person, like it is this woman, or this is the place, you must also now determine that you will resist every temptation to be a figure, to be a fugitive, always moving away from. A certain man had two sons. That man was the center that man was the source of wisdom the source of blessing the source of everything but one of them became a fugitive moving away from so even in science we have what you call centrifugal forces and centripetal forces centrifugal forces are forces that move you away from the center they make you a fugitive from the center establishment if you discover that this is the place my life is and I'm saying that it is one of your responsibilities your responsibilities in life is not just to pay rent or pay electricity bill or to go to school you also need to know who is the source of my life and when you find that person remember that it's not over you will be tempted not to go near the person. You'll be tempted not to fellowship with the person. 
Or let me twist it with a biblical slant. There will be situations that would want to tear you apart from that person. Satan will send situations and events to try to remove you from that place of your blessing. All of these things will make you a fugitive. If it's the church, he will let something come up in the church to offend you. To offend you. How the worship leader led the worship or how the pastor preached used you as an example or said something, something about 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 uh, wasi, or you made a general comment about women, or you said something about men, and what nonsense is this? I'm going to my mother church, but no, even even the word mother church means that there is only one church which is your mother, and that may be the very place you are moving away from. The way you think is your mother church may not be your mother church. I'm talking about establishment. I've not read the verse. I'm just this is, this is the first one. So a curse that came upon Cain was that he would be a fugitive. And then to make it worse, he was cursed to be a vagabond. See, a vagabond is someone find the English dictionary. Meaning of vagabond. You will discover that it's not a good word. Somebody who cannot settle in one place. Wandering, moving, movements, movements. Have you found it? Wandering from place to place. Without any settled home. <laughs> Read it again, Pastor. Wandering from place to place without any settled home. Yes. Vagabond. Among many other meanings. I'm okay with this one. Wandering from place to place. He may even be in lighthouse, but it's moving from branch to branch. And the key is without any what? Any settled home. So I'm talking about establishment. That you cannot come here every Tuesday and find Sister Mabel sitting down, listening to the word of God. This Tuesday she's there. Next week she's not there. You find her in Central. Then she's going to see her friend off at Action. Next week she went to the Kokobite branch of the same lighthouse. The next week she's back in church and so on. Not having a settled what? Home. But when God is establishing you, he gives you a home. He gives you a father. He gives you a mother. He gives you relationships. And that is what I'm talking about today. Fight the curse to be Moving around. (laughs) 
Fight the curse not to be stable. You will find there are people they are constantly on the move. If it is marriage, constantly, let's not even talk about marriage. Relationships, constantly on the move. Changing beloveds. And when you ask them, they'll give you a reason why he has changed 10 beloveds in one year. Constantly moving. You see them that they cannot stand to be rebuked. They cannot stand anyone who tries to correct them. No! Away! I don't want you. I don't want you. They want things done their way. If it's not my way, then it's a highway. <laughs> yes, if it's not my way, then it's what? The highway. I'm going. I'm, I'm on the highway moving. I'm moving to the next place where I can get things done my way. <laughs> it's like there is no wisdom that is higher than their wisdom. They are always right. Never their opinion is always perfect. Nothing should come to muddy the waters. Don't be that type of person. And I'm saying that all of us as we live our lives, you will face the temptation. Temptation is not just a girl with panties chasing you. Temptation is also even... (laughs) being being lured away. Maybe I should read a a very important scripture to you. Galatians 1. Galatians 1. Verse 6. I marvel, I marvel, I'm surprised that you are so soon removed. <laughs> I'm surprised, you know, I'm surprised that so, so soon, I mean, people have been around for 16 years, 20 years, 10 years. You, you just came so soon, you have been removed. <laughs> I'm surprised. Tell anybody, don't, don't surprise your pastor. I marvel. That you are so soon removed from him that called you into the grace of Christ. Unto another gospel. Unto another church. Unto another beloved. until another place. Unto another environment. You are so soon you have been removed. That, that we don't find you in church on Tuesdays anymore. That on Tuesdays you are with your beloved. I mean like... <laughs> You couldn't remain in church on Tuesday so soon. I'm surprised. Which is not another. But there are some that trouble you and would pervert the gospel of Christ. May the Lord touch your eyes to see those who trouble you. He may be a shepherd. He may be a pastor. He may be a bishop. He may be a brother. He may be a weed smoker. He may be a carpenter. May you know the people who trouble you. But though we, though we, we, as we, Paul, Silas, Timothy, we, the men of God, the apostles, though we, 
or an angel from heaven. You see, it shows how there is no alternative. Even an angel from heaven. It means an angel from heaven can seduce you away from the will of God. And if an angel can seduce you away from the will of God, then a pastor can, a prophet can, a man of God can. Beware! 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 Though we or an angel from heaven preach any other gospel unto you than which we have preached to you, let him be accursed, a curse on anyone who tries to guide you away from the truth. Verse 9. As we said before, so say I now again, if any man preach another gospel to you than you have received, let him be accursed. <laughs> your, your heart must be kept firm in one place. Don't move. So I marvel. It's marvelous to me that already you are into other things. And such other things can come from any type of person. Yeah, if Paul uses an, an angel, it means you must be very careful. It means I standing here can be a reason why you'll be removed. Yeah, watch out. Don't give anybody any excuse. Anything I come to stand here to do, that makes it difficult for you to remain here. Makes me a devil. Makes me an accursed thing. Any shepherd, bustle shepherd, choir shepherd, who comes into your life and the person's entry into your life makes your Christian life unstable, you are seeing a devil who has come relates with you in such a way that you are confused you don't know what to do and it's like i mean it's like he almost wants to sleep with you or she almost wants to say it's like your mind is now getting scattered it's not a case watch out watch out everything we do in front of you should lead to your establishment And you must not be too, you must not delay. You must not be too slow in picking a person who wants to destabilize you. Who wants to make you unstable. In the case of Jesus, it was Peter trying to destabilize him. The man wants to go to Jerusalem. He wants to go and die. And the man is also, the person is also bringing scriptures and counter, counter suggestions and counter moves and counter opinions. Suddenly, the man is unstable. You are looking at the devil. I'm giving you now 
a very important vision for your life. And the vision for your life should be you must have as a Christian you must not allow anyone to distract you. Watch out for your husband. Watch out for your wife. Watch out for your, for your son. Watch out for anybody who comes to, to blare out your focus. David said in Psalm 27 and verse 4, One thing have I desired of the Lord. One thing. I'm not shifting. And that is what I will seek after. And what is it? That I may dwell in the house. I may dwell to behold the beauty of the Lord and to inquire in his temple. One thing. My aim, I may be a doctor, I may be a carpenter, I may uh, become a, a judge one day, but one thing, this one, this thing, I'm not going to be unstable in it at all. This is one thing. I want to do. Paul says the same thing in Philippians. This one thing I do. Forgetting the past. Taking my mind off the past. And reaching forth. Pressing on. I press on for the mark. A mark. A mark. A target. There are some of us here today. You are not stable in your mind even about the church you are in. Anything can blow you away. Any offense can blow you away. So soon. If you are in the church and there's a boy, there's a man, a married man, a a man trying to take your eye off the mark, see your pastor and say, this man is a troubler. Pastor, this man, Mr. James, is troubling me. He's trying to remove. One, one, one brother wrote a poem to a lady in church. Talk, um, describing her beauty and her whatever, the friendship. And said, and say, one of the things that amazed me is that since I met you, you have blocked my view. I'm not joking. I can produce the poem. You have blocked my view. Yes. Like, like he, was, he was looking at something on. And suddenly the girl came. His, his eyes were on God. His eyes were on the anointing. His eyes were on being a bustle shepherd. His eyes were on serving God. His eyes were on the cross. And then a girl came to block his view. May no woman, may no man, may no money, may no situation block your view. So we titled, if I were even used to call him, you have blocked my view. Yes. There are men who are in the church leading worship, praising God, shepherding, and so on. They are very active until a certain golden brown girl enters the church and blocks their view. Golden brown.
Watch out. Watch out. You, you, you don't have any idea what God wants to do in your life. You don't, you don't know. I, I'm, I'm convinced that over 90% of people who sit in church don't understand the value of a church. And especially a church like this church. Few people are yet to know. What God wants to do with your life, I'm telling you, it doesn't matter what your background is. Whether you are, you were born in a compound house or you were born in an air-conditioned room, I don't know what your background is, where you are from, whether you are, you, are, you were raised in London or whatever. I'm telling you clear, this one is free of time. The plan that God has for you is to prosper you, period. He has no other agenda for you. I'm telling you, read your Bible. If, if the Bible is your known word of God, then read it. And show me anybody who gave himself to God, who worked with God, who related with God, served him, feared him, who was diminished, who was reduced, who was destroyed. Turn the pages. Show me. All those who gave themselves to God were blessed. They were blessed. Why? Because that is, he doesn't need anything from you. <laughs> there is nothing God asks you to do, either tells you to do in your heart, or he, he, he instructs you from without to do. That is a result of his need. You are not capable of meeting God's need. You cannot. He said, if I was hungry, I would not even ask you. If I have ever been hungry, I know where I would ask, where I would take my request. You don't qualify to meet God's hunger needs. Anything he tells you to do is to lead to your prosperity. Anything. If God tells you to play the keyboard for him in church, every service, he's, he's not trying to do that to take you away from your job. He wants to bless you. He said, I know the plans I have for you. I know, verse 11, Jeremiah 29. I know, Jeremiah 29. I know the thoughts I think towards you. I'm, I'm helping you to know that God you came to, this is, how, this is the mind he has about you. You know, sometimes you are with somebody and the person's mind about you will shock you. That as you are with the person, the person wants to sleep with you. But he's, he's discussing scriptures with you. He's asking about when, when, when uh, there will be the next outreach. Has a follow-up been done? When is the next prayer meeting? As he's discussing outreach and prayer, the real thought in the head is to lay you one day. he's talking to you, oh you, you are looking nice it's been a while and, and can I see you off to your car, the mind is that he's stealing your iPad from you so I'm just showing you that as God is also with you, as you are doing church and shepherd, shepherd what is the mind, what is the thinking of God about you, what is the thinking, it is here 
thoughts of peace. He wants to make your life peaceful. That's why you are in church. He doesn't want to destroy your marriage. He rather, if he tells you to be a shepherd, he wants to make your life peaceful. If he says to me that all of us should fast next week, it's just to give us peace. He doesn't need your food. It's like when you fast, then God collects all the food and he eats it. <laughs> it's not your food. He doesn't even eat kenke. <laughs> Pastor, can you see that? He has thoughts, thoughts. It's like things he, he has not said, but it's in his head. Like, like you always, I'm with people and, and I decide, I'll get this person an iPad. I'm with this person. I say, I'll give this person this. I'll buy this person this. I don't even say it. When the time comes, come for it. What? Yes. Thoughts. Receive what? (laughs) No. And the person doesn't know. The person doesn't know. The person doesn't know. So I'm saying saying that when you are with someone, the person is thinking about you. I'll get you a car. I'll help you to get a land. I'll buy you this. It's it's in the head, but he doesn't say it. Like when a man is with you, say, this girl, tomorrow, I'll sleep with her. By by 12 noon, she'll be on the floor. 12 noon, flooring moments. We'll cast a slab. God also has thoughts about you. So when he says do something, when he says jump, when he says lie down, when he says go ye into the world and preach, all of it is to fulfill the thoughts he has in his head to make your life peaceful. That's all. He doesn't want your car. He doesn't like your wife, your child, your son with a big head. That is not even nice to him. There's nothing you have God needs. Some people feel that they are some special, I'm some wild person, you know. I'm, I'm this type of you know, great person. I'm don't try me. Who are you? To give you an expected end that alone is bonanza because most people never get the end they are expecting. Yes. Most people never get the end. Barbara, most people never see, they, they never live. He's marrying with dreams. Most people never see the dream. His mind, and, and the mind is that her, her husband will carry her to the bedroom every night. <laughs> One pastor was preaching, he said he made tea for his wife. Then you two are there thinking that, Lord, the man I will marry will make tea for me. Lord, it's my expectation. So you look around for a fancy man. Not when it's a, it's a fake fancy man who eats fufu at dawn. And instead of getting you tea, you are rather going to wake up and pound fufu for him. <laughs> yes. The fufu is a tea. Pastor, believe me, most people never see the end they are expecting. He goes to Legon, goes to do 
engineering, goes to do pharmacy, and the expectation is that if he becomes a pharmacist, he will be like that pharmacist also who is in church and is prospering. But you go and do pharmacy, and the next thing that happens is that you are being arrested for, 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 for improper Most people, what we are looking for, they never see it. But there's one man who can let your dreams come true. He will let your dreams, baby girl, he will let, there's only one person, not the president of a country, not the minister, not the assemblyman, not the area boy. There's only one person who can fulfill your dreams. So when that person says, go and do evangelism, it is part of your dreams. When he told my wife to go and preach and to go and share the word of God among her own peers as students, it was not to embarrass her. God was trying to give her a husband. Can you imagine me as your husband? Imagine. No, don't imagine. <laughs> if he says go and win a soul all of it is, it is it's the plan to give you peace because <laughs> most people don't have peace most people are agitated in their spirits and they, find, they try to find people to lure them into their confusion and agitation when you sit in church and God even says, give an offering, sow a seed, or he touches you, give this amount to this person, do all of it. It's not that he wants to, uh, what's the name of the word? Uh, what is the word? Uh, to, 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 to dupe you. He's not trying to dupe you. His mind is not to dupe you. So to, to, to take something away from you. Why? Because he doesn't need anything. That, l- l- listen, 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 listen. There is nothing you have that God wants. Nothing. And some of you even don't have anything. <laughs> I am even talking to those people who have got something. Even if you drove a brand new car here today, God doesn't want it because God doesn't drive cars that age after one year. He doesn't need a car. Where the car will take you in one hour, he can arrive there in one second. If he's there already. He doesn't need your car. This Tokumbo. <laughs> So when he tells you to fight the things that try to make you unstable, he just wants to give you peace. And the emblem of establishment, I want to end now, is sound. Sound. 92. And we read it and we close. Psalm 92. The righteous, verse 12, the righteous shall flourish like the palm tree. He shall grow 
like a cedar in Lebanon. Those that be planted in the courts, in the house of the Lord, shall flourish in the courts of our God. They shall still bring forth fruits in old age. They shall be fat. Fat. Who told you it is God's will that you will be slim all the time? That's why the girl told the lady pastor who was asking her to lose weight. Say you are jealous of me. <laughs> Jealousy. <laughs> they shall be fat. Can you imagine bringing forth fruits in old age? In old age. I'll consider myself in my old age in ministry. I mean I began the ministry about 25, 26 years ago. It's been 26 years, hot years after. And I'm stronger than before I was. Oh, yes. I'm, I'm more excited, the zeal. I mean, the energy, the passion is, is, is in the skies. <laughs> it's in the skies. <laughs> so I'm going to share with you how to be established. And I'm giving you just one point and then we'll go. Just one point. Just from this verse. How do you become established? What are the things that will establish you in a relationship you have with an important person? What is it you must do to be established in your position, settled in your position in the church? How, how does establishment come? It's not magic. There's no magic about it. The Bible says it. Verse 12. It's there. Look at it. The righteous shall flourish like the palm tree. So the first thing to do to be established, number one, do the right things. Don't do the wrong things. Be righteous. Righteous. Righteous is not wearing a white robe and being, you know, being looking holy. No, no. There's, there is such a word in the Bible as holy. Holiness. Mommy, do you know holy is in the Bible? Are you aware that holy is in the Bible? H-O-L-Y. Yeah, that's not the word they are using here. This is not holy. This is righteous. That is Right, they do the right things. Right, yours. Or, or if you want to introduce a coinage, you can say righty. The sister is righty. Yes, righty, righteous. I've discovered to my shock that the people who are never established. And are tossed about like the waves of the sea. And move like clouds. Never settling. Clouds without water. 
most of the of them when you go into their lives they are doing wrong things When you find somebody who cannot stay in church, who cannot remain in church, who cannot remain in a relationship, who cannot... Is, you, when you go into it and you really interrogate the issues, you will discover that the person is doing some wrong things. The people who become established are people who do the right thing. We can ask ourselves a few questions and close. Is it the right thing to come to church on Sunday? Is it wrong? It's wrong. It's right. Then do it. Come to church on Sunday. Come. Is it right to be in church on Tuesday? When the church, you are part of a body. You are part of a body. And when the body meets, you are not, you are not there. Can you imagine arriving in church today without your nose? Like when we see you today, as we are greeting you, we can see inside your head. Is it right? Don't you think we expect that as you are coming, your arm is with you? How is it possible, mommy, that you are in church and your left arm is in the bedroom at home? Are you a, are you a, are you a robot? Are you a doll? Are you a chobi? Is it right that we are having a convention next three weeks and you'll be here? Is, is there something wrong with it? Yes. So, so there are people who are around and don't do what is right. Is it right? You are a shepherd. You have a bustle with six members. And we are having a shepherd's camp. Is it right that you should attend the shepherd's camp? Is it the right thing? Then come. The moment you absent yourself, you have, you have, you have triggered off a cascade of events that will eventually lead to your removal. Is it, is it, no, always ask yourself, like the um, Rotary Club, they have the four-way test. Is it the truth? Does it lead to something, something, something? Four things. Rotary Club. Four-way test. Does it what? Is it fair? Is it fair to all concerned? Is it the truth? I, like, I mean, things you go through. Like, when you are doing something, you don't, do, you don't just do it. Is it fair? <laughs> So, so let's leave Rotary Club. And we are also saying that, you see, because in God's house, we also have our standards. There's no Rotary Club. It's no Rotary Club. God has a standard of what is right. Based on where you are, what is right changes. Some seven or eight, is it eight or seven presidents? Presidents, male presidents, had a meeting last two weeks in, in Europe. Presidents, big, big countries, Germany, no, this, I mean, not, not even Germany, there were other, um, some countries, Germany wasn't part of some big, big countries, big, big, big ones. And as the presidents were in the board meeting, in a meeting, their wives were also somewhere taking pictures. So the ladies were there taking pictures. 
And among the women taking the pictures was a man. Can I, can I have seven ladies? Seven ladies. Seven ladies. Let's take a picture. Thank you. Come. Seven. Okay, it's all right. One, two, three, four. One, two, three. Uh, one more. Lady, come. Yes. Please arrange yourselves. No, all of you should cannot be in front. Three in front and you come back. Stand on the steps. Yes. Go to the back. Yes. Yes. Okay, then you come here. Come down. Yes. Because their husbands are having a meeting. And then there's a man standing there. Smile. That is, this woman, her husband is in the room. Her husband is in the room. France is in the room. Then the man also, he is the wife of a president inside. Smile. I've never seen a short photographer like this before. (laughs) So, based on where you are, if you are in Luxembourg, your husband may be a man. Based on where you are, right and wrong, even at the same place, right and wrong change with time. So if your if your if your standards of right and wrong depends on the situation and the people and you want to you know have have a have a contemporary appeal you'll be vacillating and changing. That is why for us here we stick to the Bible. That you cannot put your penis in somebody's anus. Even if it's a feeling you are having, kill the feeling. It's not every feeling you have you must follow. It is not right that I know that you are the wife of this man and I am with you in a hotel room. You and I, what are we doing in the hotel room? It is wrong. The right seals. Is it right you have your quiet time tomorrow morning? Then have it. Do it. Is it a good thing to wake up and pray? Then do it. And our 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 determination of what is right and what is wrong is from the word of God. Rightly divided rightly divided because you can wrongly divide the word of God yes I can come into the church right now if I'm looking for a wife I'm the pastor of this church a big church I'm the pastor of the man of God I want to marry there's no there's, there are many girls here then I just before I knew it by 8 30 I'm here I've brought a, 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 a prostitute from Zongo Junction that's my wife and you, you can find in the Bible a prophet who married a prostitute. So, but you cannot divide the word of God that way. I'm preaching. Yeah. What is right? 
what is right must be done. The people who, who do what is right, they are established all the time. They remain. Don't want to pollute themselves. Don't want to. Is it right that you and your wife are in the house insulting me? What have I done? Mommy, what have I done to you and your husband? Why? Is it right? Then don't do it. If you have a problem with the way I preach, like I raised funds last two weeks to make a pulpit. And we have made the pulpit and I don't stand there. <laughs> See me and discuss with me. Why don't you, you, you use church money to make a pulpit. Why don't you stand behind it? Let's discuss it. Don't be in your house and be talking about me. And you add my wife. Is it right? The righteous shall flourish like the palm. The palm tree is the emblem of majesty and establishment. The palm tree is one of the few plants that thrive and do well on deserts. No water, but the palm tree is tall. No moisture, but it is bringing out water in its fruits. The righteous. The church we are in. The church we are in. We, we like this thing called shepherd, 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 shepherd. Serving God. Serving God. But let us ask ourselves, is it right to serve God? Is it right? Like what we are doing in the lighthouse. Like a student comes into the church and we, we encourage the person to be a shepherd. Is it, is it right? Is it right? Well, does it destroy the person? Does it kill the person? Does the Bible actually encourage us to be overseers of the flock of God? Then do it! Is it right to try and come to church early? Is it a good thing? Is it a good thing? The church service starts at 8.30 and ends at 10.30. Is it right to come to church at 10.15? Then don't come at 10.15. Do the right thing. Just do the right thing. I mean, is it right that as we are all in the choir, we come for rehearsals, we sing, the church is great, we are blessed, and uh, you know, soloists are singing and so on. Is it right that as we are all singing in the choir, then on, on, on Sunday evenings, you go to a brother's house for him to play with your breasts? Is it right? Is it right? Then don't do it! The breast is not a keyboard. The keyboard is on the stage. Mommy, is it right? We are going to marry. I've seen you. We are going to marry. We are starting our marriage counseling on, uh, uh, next month. Hopefully by January, our wedding should come on. Is it right that we have not signed and I'm removing your clothes? Is it right? Then don't allow me. 
tell me to respect myself. And don't sit there and say, who, ha, stop it, I like it. Stop it, bishop, I like it, bishop. May God help you to do what is right. That's why I told you the, the other day. One of the ways to know what is right, and I'm just rounding up with this, is to eat the right food. I told you the last time, yes. When you eat the right food, you will know what is right. What is our food? The word of God. When you don't eat the word of God on a daily basis, you will make wrong decisions. You will marry the wrong person. He may be in church, but you, if you knew more of the word of God, you would never marry such a fool. Even if he's a lighthouse member. The more of the word of God you eat, the more tuned you are to what is right. Isaiah 7 14 A virgin shall give birth to a son and they shall call his name Emmanuel next verse butter and honey shall he eat why? so that he may know how to refuse evil and choose the good this is how to be righteous to eat butter and honey. David said, Thy word was as sweet as honey, more than even the honeycomb. So the word of God is described as honey. You must be on a honey diet every day. It helps you to refuse evil. There is evil around. There's evil around, I'm telling you. If if you if you if if you are asked. What that man, the man, that man who preaches and talks by heart, what did he say in church? Just to the person that the man said that there is evil around. Don't even talk about what I preach. Just say he said there is evil around. So there is evil. So and, and we are not in control. It's not, it's, it's, you see, it's not that we are, of course, we are evil, but the air we breathe is evil. There are demons around. You'll be surprised that you will have a desire for your best friend's wife. When you have your own wife also. It's like you go to your friend's house, you see his daughter and the breasts are sticking out of her chest. And you, 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 your friend's daughter, you want to sleep with her. You, you don't even know how such ideas come. I don't know how the idea that a man can have sex with a man, how it came about. But there is evil around. So much evil. My mother called me last week from Takrade. She lives in Takrade. She said, somebody on Facebook said, uh, uh, she has made a donation to Bishop Dagiwadmills. Bishop Dagiwadmills, a donation? So, yeah, oh, he called and said, he's a, 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 a Facebook Dagiwadmills. 
and he says that, that they're going for a crusade and you need some money and if you make a donation you can see the church treasurer and the church treasurer's name and so on before the, my mother had uh, uh, wired or done MTN money 300 Ghana cities an elderly woman Yes, my mother. And they are on Facebook. They will, they, they will send you a text and pretend that this is bishop communicating with you. Hi, Selena. How are you? Are you enjoying church? Well, we are going to have a crusade and soon we are going to Zambia. So if you can make a donation, there's no funds being raised on Facebook. If you want to collect money from you, you will see our face with a microphone in the church with a bag in front of you. You don't raise fans on Facebook. But there's evil. He doesn't even care. He doesn't care. Whether it's an elderly woman, whether it's a young boy, there's evil around. So, so as you are around it, you need to know, I'm telling you, you may be in the choir. A, a feeling will just come. Even as I'm preaching right now, some of you are feeling for me. I mean, how will it be like to smooch this man? It's evil. I'm not joking. I'm not joking. I'm not joking. You don't know where the ideas come. That as we are all here, then someone says, just get up, get up and go to the car park and look at the psychiatrist, break the glass and take the bag. It's that something is forcing you. A man with his wife, recently, a wife, nice marriage. Ask, I mean, which marriage doesn't have problems? Which marriage doesn't have problems? The man has seen another girl and now he's, he's breaking up. He's forcing to divorce his wife. And the girl is standing there. She has wiped her mouth as if she's not the reason why the man is doing what he's doing. I said, you know what you are doing. You know what you are doing. You are evil. You know what you are doing. You know exactly what you are doing. You can't say you don't know. That this man's what he's trying to do doesn't have anything to do with you. You cannot say that. But that's how we are. She's not the only evil person. I am also evil. That's why every day we must subject ourselves to the honey of the word of God so that we will refuse such ideas. What's wrong with my wife? What's wrong with her? Why should I leave my wife and come and chase you? Because you are slim. Butter and honey. Butter comes from the churning of milk. The Bible says, as as, 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 uh, 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 butter comes from the milk churned, so does strife from contention. The churning, the churning of, of milk gives you butter. So butter is a derivative of milk. And 1 Peter 2.2 2 says, Desire the sincere milk of the word, so you may grow out of pornography. And you may grow. Grow out of offenses. Grow out of a desire to sleep with your friend's wife. Grow out of a desire to, 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 to sleep with somebody's husband. Grow out of a desire. We all have the feelings. 
You have the feelings. I mean, if I, as I stand here, if a girl is moving with her buttocks to whom to, to whom for, to whom, I'm, I'm, I'll look at it. I'm not a human being. I'll look at it. But if I've not had my quiet time, if I've not read my Bible, then I'll be looking at the cash she's entering now. Trinity, four, three, six, six, seventeen. Okay. Then I'll send an usher. There's a lady in a white car. There. Just tell her that the pastor wants to discuss the outreach next week's outreach. <laughs> I said we are evil. There's none righteous. We are. It just said, if ye then being evil. It's like when you are describing a man, like 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 a woman has breasts, she has a period, a man has testicles. Uh, I mean, not, so, so so how Christ was describing a human being, like how we say a man has testicles, a woman has ovaries. It's like if you a human being being evil, it's like the best word to use to describe you is evil. We are evil. You will be amazed at the idea that will occur to you tonight. You'll be shocked that you are the one thinking such thoughts. That's why we approach the word of God on a daily basis. So that we will know how to reject evil ideas. The ideas that will come on. <laughs> the ideas. Ideas about a girl. Even though your wife is more beautiful than the girl. I do, it, it, it's, it's demons. So you need the ability to refuse it. I reject this evil. I reject it. We can't have sex if you're not married. I cannot. I cannot. If you feel like having sex, I will not. Go and bath. Bath with cold water. You'll be fine. Refuse evil. Refuse evil and choose what is good. The righteous shall flourish like the palm tree. Stand to your feet. What is right? Every day you wake up, ask your. You know, sometimes you, you may start doing something you didn't even know it was wrong, but in the middle of it, your conviction, a message you hear, or something will tell that this is wrong. Depart from it. Don't say because I have started, I'm continuing. Only the righteous I start in this church. If you will be here next twenty years. It will depend on the right things you do. Is it right? Do it. Is it wrong? Don't do it. Don't do it. That's how to be established. In your marriage, is it right? What you are doing to your husband, is it right? What you are saying to your husband, is it right? What you are, how you are treating your wife, is it right? Then don't do it if it's wrong. Don't do it. What you are doing to your wife, is it right? That is how to stay in a marriage till you die. Once you begin to be 
lured by evil and evil is tasty that's why the the food you must eat is honey something which is sweeter than the taste of evil nothing is as sweet as honey if you eat honey you will not have any appetite for somebody's husband if you eat honey you will not have any appetite for a naked body on the on, a, on, a, on an ipad those who eat honey they are full how can you eat sugar and consider salt as sweeter it's because you don't eat honey that is the reason why useless things are tasty Satan can present feces as jollof because they are all brownish. Pink brown. Lift your two hands and pray as we close the service. Thank you, Jesus. Is it right? Then do it. Is it wrong? Don't do it. receive the ability to stop when you find that this thing is not right I didn't know what I was doing I didn't know it's not right I won't do it Pray the Lord Help me to do what is right To choose good To refuse evil Give me an appetite for the honey of your word The butter of your word Pray Belobosa 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 Remelebebosibiandolobose Father, thank you for bringing us to church to hear the engrafted word. Lift your right hand and say, Lord, I'll do what is right. Lord, give me strength. Give me strength. Say, I am weak. I am evil. I don't have much strength. But Lord, you are mighty. You are strong. Help me to do what is right. When I'm weak, strengthen me. It's not easy, but I'm trying. Help me. Strengthen me. Thank the Lord. Just thank the Lord. Just thank you. Thank you. Establishment. 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 Is it right? Do it. Is it right? Do it. Is it right? Do it. Father, we thank you. Father, we thank you for the privilege to find yourself in the congregation. Guide us, lead us, and have mercy on us. In Jesus' name.
you for listening to this podcast. We believe that you have been truly blessed. You can send a mail to Bishop Edwin Ogo at bishopedwinogo at gmail.com. Introduce this podcast to a friend, keep listening, and keep living passionately for God.